Everyone has experienced a hurt at some point in their life. And maybe today you're realizing that that wound is having an effect on you emotionally, mentally, in your behavior, maybe even down to the core of who you are. Maybe it's even showing up in your physical health. Jesus offers hope and comfort in that moment. But what if he actually offers the way to heal at the very core of who you are, that wound? Let's see what the Bible says about that. Hey, welcome to our podcast. I'm so glad that you're here for this. It's going to be such a good episode, yeah. one that's yeah, going to be very personal. So I would encourage you to share this with someone, you know, uh, if that person comes to your mind, I say share it with them yeah. and so that they can be impacted with the life-changing message that this is. And we also ask if you're watching on YouTube that you would subscribe and you'd like the this video so that other people will have this showing up in their algorithm as well. So yeah, I'm excited for today. Yeah, a very uh, relevant, very personal topic. Again, this is kind of uh, our vein. This is what we roll yeah. in here uh, on our podcast anyway, but um as we like to sometimes say at Vertical, it's going to get a little uncomfortable at times today. We're getting right up close into our lives, and this is where Jesus wants to be, is right up mm-hmm. close into our heart and speak to us. The salvation is not just some theoretical thing that happens mm-hmm. to us or religious, metaphysical, you know, doctrinal thing. It's a very real thing. Jesus came to set us free yeah. in the very real areas of our life. Yeah, and, and where there is need and where there is pain. That's true. He's there to meet it. Yeah, exactly. So we're in the middle of a series on Sunday mornings at Vertical called Set Free, and we've been dealing with some of these uh, topics of where mm-hmm. Jesus comes to set us free, to meet us. And this past Sunday, we dealt with uh, a passage from Hebrews 12, verse 14 and 15. And I want to read those verses and give a little bit of overview. I'm not going to redo the whole message here. Yeah. Obviously, you can listen to that Check on it out. any of our accounts. Yep. Um, But in Hebrews, it says, Pursue peace with all people and holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God. And here's how that can happen. Lest any root of bitterness springing up causes trouble, and by this many become defiled. So in the message, we illustrated this uh, on, on the board. We drew out. Um, like the soil, the soil of our life. And it has at the core our identity, who we are, what we believe about God, about ourselves. Then there's our thoughts, our mental life and health, our emotional life and health, our behavior, our behavioral health, and then ultimately our physical health. And um, this is this is what Jesus came to redeem, is our whole being, spirit, soul, and body. First Thessalonians talks about that. Um and so sometimes in life, hurt and wounds happen. Mm-hmm. And when they do, a wound usually starts off as something that gets lodged in our emotions. Mm-hmm. That's where we feel hurt, yeah. loss, rejection, pain, mm-hmm. whatever it might be. And it's at that point that Jesus wants to meet us and free us so that that doesn't go beyond that moment. But if we don't find healing in that moment, that hurt, like a seed planted in the soil, can begin to move down into our thoughts, so much so that it becomes even our identity. It becomes Mm -hmm. something rooted, a root that goes down deep into who we are. And when that happens, 
it begins to be kind of dark because yeah. this root, this hurt, looks for soil, and it looks all the way down into our core, the places where we believe what we believe about whether we are loved or not, whether our past is forgiven or not, whether we are valued or not, whether we matter to God, whether God is interested in us. And if our hurt finds its way into this core without healing, then it can begin to unsettle those beliefs and disturb and take over to the point that someone concludes, I'm not lovable. Mm -hmm. I deserve what happened to me or I will always be this way, or I'm going to spend my life being angry now at what happened. Uh, I am permanently broken, a dysfunction. God must have left me. God is against me. And when that happens, boy, it just just shapes everything about us yeah. at our core. Mm-hmm. And so much so that it begins to drive how we think, how we feel, how we behave. Mm-hmm. Who and, we believe we are. Yes, yeah. and so this is this is frightening. I think everybody at this point can relate to this because we all know the tension of of that core part of us being shaken mm-hmm. by a hurt. And depending upon how great the hurt is, or our age, or our experiences, it it can be more difficult. You, you get that shaken down at the core, then all of a sudden you begin to wall off people out of your life. You begin to wall off God from your life. Yeah. And then you begin to own the hurt and think, this is just who I am. I am a wounded person. I'll always be wounded. Mm-hmm. Um, that starts affecting everything. It starts affecting our thoughts. We all of a sudden now begin to think about that hurt and what what happened to us and then what we want to do to get someone back. And then all of a sudden, we're suspicious of everyone around us. It affects our emotions. We become very emotional, very bitter, and overly sensitive even at times. It affects our behavior. We become withdrawn or we try to control situations or we have to prove we're right all the time. And then it shows up even in our physical health. It gets us to the point where we're physically exhausted because we're emotionally, mentally worn out. We start having sleep difficulties. We start having unexplained pains and illnesses that doctors don't know what to say to us about. So you get to this place. This is where we went in the message. We talked about how Jesus meets us here, but then we offered uh, our people an opportunity to send in questions. So we had three questions come in. They were great questions. We're going to attempt to deal with that today. So I don't know if you want to, you want to take the first one and and tell everybody what, what was the first question that came in? Yeah. So the question says this, it says, if someone is having body or behavior symptoms related to the bitterness in their identity, what steps can they take in calling out to the Lord to enter into their identity? Yeah. Their great. identity in Christ. Yeah, great question. How do I... Uh, now, it's happened. I recognize the symptoms, yeah. and I see, yes, it happened. I probably mm-hmm. even know what it was, when it yeah. was, the thing that happened to me or the things that happened to yeah. me. And now I have this behavioral <sighs> issue yep. or this body, <clears throat> physical mm-hmm. issue. I have this addiction or mm-hmm. I have this... Uh, physical health problem. Yep. What do I do? What do I do? Yeah. Because in the in the message, we really just we just kind of laid the symptoms out there yeah. to kind of analyze. Okay, this this is a real this thing. It can happen. So, um, well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about what do you do. Yeah. This is this is where um, the Bible speaks. This is where the Spirit moves. This is what Jesus came for. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, a huge verse that we've talked a lot about at staff is this Luke. Chapter 4, mm-hmm. verse 18 and 19. Mm-hmm. 
It says, this is Jesus speaking. It says, he has sent me, that is God, to Mm -hmm. heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Yeah. So again, this shows us that Jesus wants to meet us all the way to the depth of that hurt. Yeah. To that pain yeah and so i think that's this is the first thing you want to do if if you recognize okay this is this happened to me Mm -hmm. here's the first thing know that this is the depth of why jesus came yeah this is it this is he sees that he knows Mm -hmm. that and he came to rescue and to heal not just some spiritual compartment part of your life exactly but the whole of your life that he might rescue you out of that hopelessness yeah. and despair and pain. Mm-hmm. And again, like I think in this to explain, Jesus came for that. Mm-hmm. He didn't come just only for that. He True. came to atone for your sins that yep. you couldn't pay for. Right. To allow there to be restoration in the relationship between the Father, mm-hmm. God the Father, and those who are his creation. Mm-hmm. But he also came to heal that area of your life all the way down to the core of who you are. Again, I think it's been at least maybe downplayed or taught or misunderstood that Jesus just came for the surface level of Mm -hmm. let's eliminate sin from your life, and then that you should just be happy because of Mm -hmm. that. And Mm so, you know, oh, there have been some injustices. Don't worry, wait till heaven. Right. You know, and it's just like this hey, we kind of live in a world that's just really terrible now, mm. and hopefully you can just survive and make it all the way to heaven. Yeah. Like we see even in that, like he came to heal the brokenhearted. Yeah. He, he's he's very in tune with that. He sees and he knows. He's not unaware. In fact, this is what has brought him here. Yeah. This is what has driven him. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, here's this is Jesus saying, he has sent me for this purpose. Yeah. I came here for that. So whatever wound has happened in your life, it's important to know this is what Jesus has come for, to help mm-hmm. heal that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's an important part because we get a little disconnect sometimes, depending upon how how long the hurt has been there, yeah. how long it has settled or how far it has settled into us where we disconnect God from our hurt, mm-hmm. disconnect God from the realities of life. But to put that bridge back in place, no, this yeah. is why Jesus came for that very thing and to know that he desires for us to be healed of that. First um, Thessalonians talks about what I mentioned earlier. It says, may the God of peace himself Sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. So this is this is God's desire, the God of peace, to bring us to a place where our spirit, our identity, our soul, our thoughts, and our emotions, and our behavior, and even our physical body experience healing. And yeah. wholeness yeah. in this life, even. Yeah. Uh, this is why he came. So, knowing that Jesus came for this is helpful in yeah. the process. And I was going to say uh, so, going back to the Hebrews 12, 14 and 15 mm-hmm. passage, the beginning of it says, Pursue peace with all people and holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. Mm. Without 
the peace and the holiness, mm. no one will see the Lord. So by the peace and holiness that we have, yeah. the peace that rests deep at our core, yes. and the holiness, the set-apartness mm-hmm. that we have through Christ yep. is what shows other people God yeah. is real, He works wonders, right. and He is powerful. Yeah, And so not just at a surface level, but at a depth core, mm-hmm. this is totally a new holy life that yeah. you live. Yeah, that's just this right here that the person who lets Jesus come into that depth of their life—that yeah. is how other people would know. Man, Jesus mm-hmm. is real because mm-hmm. that person had a broken heart. Yep, and now they've been healed. Yep they they were a captive. Yes, they were blind to yes. how to see hope. They yeah. were not at liberty. They were, could, couldn't live free, yeah. and now Jesus yes. has done that for them. Yeah, so good. that's his desire. Yeah, he didn't want us to be blind to his mm-hmm. goodness. He doesn't want us to be captive to our past, captive to uh, shame, captive yeah. to what someone else has done. What to someone you. has done to yeah. us that holds us in this place of resentment and bitterness yeah. and walled off. And uh, yeah. no, that's not free. Jesus mm-hmm. came for. That that's the most mm-hmm. important thing I think mm-hmm. to start with here is know that he came. This is this is the depth of why he came yeah. for that. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing I'd say is it's going to be important in this process, depending upon the depth of the hurt or the wound, to involve someone else, to tell someone else that you trust that can pray with you and remind you of this truth because. You're going to struggle along the way in this healing process, and you're going to need someone beside you to remind you Jesus has come for this. That's helpful, and that's hopeful in the midst of it. There'll be times of doubt. There'll be times of uncertainty. The pain will be great, and you you got to this place, and now you're going to need someone most likely to help you out of this place. There's power in acknowledging and confessing Mm -hmm. with someone that you trust. Yeah. Uh, that you know will not discourage you, condemn you, but will instead speak hope and life to you. So yeah. this could be a spouse, a uh, close friend, uh, someone who's part of your church family. But find someone who can walk with you through this journey. Mm-hmm. So I, again, just to restate the question of if someone is having this body or behavior symptoms related to the bitterness in their identity, mm-hmm. so they... It's visible, and they recognize, okay, I I can't deny this anymore. This is not just a something that's going on. Yep. Oh, this is just a weird day, but no, this is like I realize that I've made this who I am, and this mm-hmm. is having outward manifestations now. Mm-hmm. The steps they can take and calling out to the Lord, just to yep. put them more simply. Yep. The first one, knowing or renewing your mind that yep. this is what Jesus came for. Right. I think that... It's to important. put it in a one-word yep. way is either to know mm-hmm. or to reassure yourself or to renew your mind in that way. And then yep. that second one, talking with someone you trust, to either confess or discuss yep. and have a real, yep. intimate, serious conversation yep. that says, hey, I need help in taking these steps yep. into freedom yep. from this bitterness I've been in. So knowing and confessing. I think. Yep, it's good. It's great. The third thing I'd say, uh, and, and boy, each one of these is is, is process yeah. and very personal. This is not like uh, in fifteen minutes <laughs> do all these no, things. No, not at all. Number three, I would say 
begin to separate how you feel from what you know is true about Jesus and you. So in other words, you're going to feel some, or you already are feeling some feelings of uh, worthlessness, being unloved, incapable, angry, bitter, alone. Those are all emotions. And it's tough because they're so loud. Often we listen to them and assume this is not just how I feel. This is who I am. Yep. This is where truth comes in and is necessary to speak against the feelings Mm -hmm. because I might feel alone and isolated and cast off, but this is where I have to remember truth. It says, the Lord has promised he will never leave me nor forsake me. He is with me. Okay, now now I'm combating a feeling with a truth. Yeah. I may feel dirty and unloved. Yeah. No, the cross reminds me. Exactly. I am deeply loved. Yeah. And that when I confess my sins, he cleansed me. So I am clean. Yeah. Regardless of what the feelings or the hurt or the wound or what others told me or what abusers said to me. Yeah. I'm going to choose to believe truth over the emotion mm-hmm. in the moment. That's another thing I was going to say with this. You know, this is not for just the unbeliever. Right. right? This right. is very much for the believer as oh, well. Yeah. This is that this yeah, first Thessalonian passage. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. So yeah. this is the growth in salvation yep. completely to yep. a mature, to a more whole state. This stuff, you know, obviously the enemy, the accuser of the brethren is mm-hmm. one of his titles. Uh wants to point out and say, see, you're bitter, therefore you must not be saved. Right. See, look at these things going on in your life. There's no way God could love you even in this, which again, just straight to that identity thing all over again. Yep. I think it's so important as you're beginning to separate how you feel and all this stuff is Mm -hmm. to reassure yourself of the truth. I've been saved. Jesus has paid for my sins. He's paid for my sins. They're not held against me. And now I'm growing in these things. Yes. This right here, this bitterness that's down deep in me, Mm. it's not who I am. Yep. And I will grow out of this, right? And this will change in my life. And so it's a sanctification. It's a renewal of your mind, all of these things, right? Yeah. Even the Hebrews passage, again, it says, uh, be careful lest a root of bitterness spring up. Mm Mm-hmm. It talks about an entity that is in us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't say that it is us. Yeah. That's important to remember. Yes. This is this is not me. This is something that came into me, mm-hmm. but it does not have to remain in me. Mm-hmm. Jesus has come to remove that from so me. Good. This is not me. Yep. So this is a process as well because yeah. you most likely we got to where we are in this in that moment because we kept believing the yep. lie and the emotion and the wound. And the longer you listen to them, they will they will take over. They will yep. make you captive. Yep. Part of what frees you is by remembering truth about no, Jesus is good. Jesus is for me. Yeah. Jesus came for me. Jesus sees my broken heart. Jesus came to set me free from being captive to this. This is telling myself the truth, and this is shutting down my uh, l- deceptive emotions. Yeah. 
Exactly. All right. And this, I mean, this next one, if this wasn't personal enough for you, <laughs> yes. you know, this next one, it just gets increasingly intensely personal. And so Correct. I think, you know, for the person watching and listening, it's just extremely important to, again, remember all the things we just said, mm-hmm. slow down. And as we get into these next parts, I think yep. it's just ultimately important to um, soften your heart and to listen to what Jesus has to say. Yeah. So number four, I would say, uh, and this does get very personal, go back to the moment of your wound. That's hard. Yeah. Going back to replay that because nobody wants to do yeah. that. Chances it, you're are. You're trying to snuff it out. Yeah. Chances are you, you, you already, you go back there often anyway mm-hmm. and it's painful to watch. It's painful to hear. It's painful to relive. But this time we're going back differently because we're going to go back to that moment and we're going to allow Jesus to walk into that space with us. This is going to change that moment. In many ways, you you can't ever forget that moment. It is a part of you, your past. Yeah. But you can now remember it differently because someone new is walking back into that space with you. Yeah. So you allow Jesus to walk into that space with you, knowing what you know, remembering what you remember about it, feeling what you felt about it, hearing what you hear in that space, what was said to you, what was done, and you allow him to go with you. And this is where it's important that in that moment that you see him hurting for you. He doesn't enjoy that moment. He didn't enjoy it when it happened, and it breaks his heart too. Uh, Jesus is is brokenhearted for the brokenhearted. Mm-hmm. So if you allow him to come into that space with you and know he hurts with you in that yeah. moment. He's not condemning. No, he's not shaming. He, he's not there to shake his finger at you. He's not mm-hmm. there to reprimand you. Um, he's there to hurt with you in that moment. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's important to understand that he doesn't stand afar off in that moment. He mm-hmm. is close. And in fact, <clears throat> his heart is open and his arms are opened. So you see him hurting with you. You see his arms outstretched for you. Mm-hmm. And this is his invitation to come close, to allow him to heal and hold you in that moment. Now, this is really what the cross was about. This is the, in the picture of the cross. We have Jesus taking on the pain that we deserved. He took our pain, yeah. our judgment, our suffering. Taking, taking the blame as yes. well yes. and taking the payment. Yes. So it is right to, in that moment, see him hurting with you, see his arms outstretched for you, and see him taking your pain into himself. Whatever rejection, fear, broken trust, anxiety, whatever that moment created or creates for you still, to see him taking that into himself and bearing that, feeling that for you, that's important. Mm -hmm. This is an important process 
are part of the process in healing. Mm-hmm. And then as you're able to do that, to allow him then to replace what was taken from you. Mm-hmm. So if what was taken from you was knowing you were loved, let him now restore that and show you how deeply you're loved. If the vacuum in you is trust, allow him to be the one that you trust now. Mm-hmm. If the if the hole in you is he someone took your your peace, he is here now to fill that place. If someone took your sense of stability and security, he is now here to be that. If they took the protection that you needed, if they took away your worth, if they took away your hope, allow Jesus to fill that and replace that in you. Yeah. This is this is part of the healing process. And the scripture says that this is what God desires. Psalm 68.5 says, A father to the fatherless, a defender of widows, is God in his holy habitation. This is what he desires to do in your place of pain. If it's if it's that you're fatherless and you you feel the hurt of that, you the loss of that, he wants to be the replacement of that for you, to replace what was what's missing, what was taken from you. A defender of widows, a widow who doesn't have anyone to care, watch over, protect, provide for her. Mm-hmm. He says, I will be the defender. I will take the place of what's missing. Mm-hmm. So we can, as a as a gift offered by him, we can allow him to replace in us what was taken from us. This is the process that helps heal. And this helps us see that moment differently, whatever it was that we experienced, the wound. And then now with some stability built back into your heart. Now with some strength, some confidence, you can begin to reject the lies of the enemy or the deceptions that you have believed. The voices that said you were unlovable. You said, no, you see my Jesus loving me here? Mm -hmm. The lies and deception that says, I deserved what happened to me. He says, no, I I have paid for your sin. I have made you whole, clean. Mm-hmm. Say, well, I, I'm always going to be this way. No, you, I've given you a new, new heart. You are you are made new. The, the lies that say I, I'm a permanent dysfunction now. No, you have been made new, and he is working all things together to shape you now into the image of his son, mm-hmm. to, to change you, to heal you, to free you. The lies that told you God was against you or that God is not able to help you. No, this Jesus shows you all this. That those are not true. And you gain yeah. your footing and your strength to stand up against those. Mm-hmm. So this, this now helps us move forward. This helps us heal. This helps us remember the event differently. This helps us have our heart strengthened. And now you can actually begin to own your new name. This would be, for putting numbers to these, this is five. You can begin to really own your name as loved, redeemed, accepted, valued, treasured, secure. 
And if you need some reminders, the scripture is filled with them, but especially if you want to read through Ephesians chapter 1. There's a great list of all that we have. In fact, he starts off the passage there and he says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. And then he lists them. And there are a list of names there that you can own. You yeah. can you can choose these. They've been given to you. You can own them, actually. You don't have to choose them. You just own them because yeah. they're yours. Yeah. He's given them to you so that you can no longer answer to the old, abusive, defeating yeah. names. Yeah. And I think something that's <clears throat> important and that is a powerful thing to do is whenever those memories do come up again of the hurt, of the wound, mm. uh, at that point, that's whenever you say, all right, it's time to renew my mind yes. and say who God says I am. You know, the yep. pain of that person, <clears throat> whatever they said to you or did to you, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you're able to say, no, I'm redeemed, yep. I'm loved, I'm accepted. Right. And you're able to just own, just pick, three names or something like that, yep. the, the ones that jump off the page to you and you say, this is me. No matter what my feelings say or what right. the past says, this is me, and I'm renewing my mind in this way. Yeah, then you you start healing more rapidly at this point. Yeah. Now, now, you, now you've, you're able to get up off your bed and yeah. do some movement. You can start moving around. Yeah. You're, you're being healed spiritually, and you'll start seeing this healing happen yeah. in your mind in your emotions, even in your behavior, mm-hmm. you'll start gaining your confidence. And for many, they start seeing even health restored physically. There's more stories of that coming <clears throat> to vertical, but not today. Um, let's move on. So now that you've kind of got your footing a little bit here, now you can begin the new discipline of reading scripture, listening to worship music, and being with other people in church. Your hurts and your wounds may have kept you away from all of those things, but now healed, you can you can start to be around others, trust others, trust God, mm-hmm. and see more health coming because that's what you need is a you you need this diet of spiritual truth. You need these exactly. truths uh, re- refreshing yeah. and replacing old thoughts. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Is we do this now, reading scripture, listening to worship being with others in church, so that we can be reminded. <clears throat> yep. So that we can say, that's that may have been who I was or what I did, that's not who I am. Yep. These people are encouraging me in who I am, and these songs mm-hmm. remind me of the truth, and these yes. words of Scripture are changing who I am because this is the truth. Yep. And it's not just religious duty. Nope. Here, here, and here. Let me check these boxes, and hopefully I'll start feeling better. No, but we are actually around living, breathing people because we have a living, breathing word yeah. that totally changes us, and we sing songs yeah. in that same thing. Yeah. This is where Hebrews 10 is important. <clears throat> it says, Let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much more as you see the day approaching. Being with other believers who are walking in victory, who are trusting in him, who are reminding themselves, who are reminding you, man, there's power in that. There's power in the church gathered. There's Mm -hmm. power in believers 
uh, worshiping at the same time. There's power in praying for one another. And this is the assembling of the, the church that's so significant. Yeah. And it's sad to me that I, uh, I've met people who've been burned in church. And so mm-hmm. it's a, you know, it's a part-time gig for them. Yeah, yeah. I will sometimes, but Hey, there is, there is power for our spiritual health, mental health, yep. emotional health, behavior health, and physical health yep. of being together yes. as the church and, and finding others who will encourage and build us up and stir up love and stir up good works. And yep. man, that yep. is powerful and healthy. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's good. Now, I realize that we've taken you know, about 20 minutes so far and walked through an incredibly gut-wrenching you know, experience mm-hmm. of allowing God to heal. And it, it takes longer than 20 minutes for that mm-hmm. to happen. And I also recognize that depending upon what the wound was that happened to you or how often it happened to you, how long it set in mm-hmm. your soul it may take a long time for healing. Mm-hmm. It may take months. It might take years. Mm-hmm. And it might take even more than a friend. There are times when it's necessary to seek out a faith-based counselor. Yeah, absolutely. Someone who can help you um, systematically. They can listen to you. They can ask questions. And they can point you in the direction of Christ and this, this very process. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you chose a faith counselor and he he or she walked you through this very same process. Mm-hmm. It'll be very similar, most likely. But they're going to yeah. help you walk through the reality of that. And and that sometimes that's necessary. Yeah. Whenever we, we can't get there by ourselves yeah. and we the people around us can't help us, we need to get to someone who really can. Absolutely. So That's good. That's a great question. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So the next question that we have here says this, how can we, as followers, help to speak truth into the seed early to prevent changes to the identity? Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's important because, uh, again, everybody experiences a wound. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Here in this life, there's going to be wounds. There's going to be yeah. unexpected pains and loss. There's Someone's going to hurt us, uh, sometimes even intentionally. Jesus even said that as followers of his, we can expect to face rejection and persecution. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen. So there must be a plan for how we deal with that. And there is. And and it's never Jesus' intent that a wound remain unhealed in us Mm -hmm. and produce further sickness or infection, spiritual infection. So I think that's the first thing to remember is that that let's let's all be clear. Hurts, Hurts will come. It doesn't mean um, that there's something wrong with you because they yeah. came. It doesn't always mean you did something wrong either. Yeah. Uh, it just means the hurts will come Definitely. in this life. Definitely. And then I'd say what we what we must learn to do is in that moment to quickly run to the Lord for reminders of his promises and purpose and his love for us. Mm-hmm. The more quickly, the better. Uh, yeah. The more time that delays more time that we don't turn to him, then the seed has the greater potential to begin sending out its root down Definitely. into deeper emotional, mental, and identity issues. Yeah, And, and you have uh, scriptures that remind us of this truth, of course. I love Proverbs 18.10. It says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run to it 
and are safe. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't say they they walk slowly there. <laughs> yeah. they, they made a long journey, all <laughs> they the pilgrimaged way for yeah. a month. No, they ran to it. Mm-hmm. A, a, a strong tower, a place where you know when the enemy is afoot, you can run there and know there's protection. There's also perspective. I can yeah. get into the tower and get above my enemy, yeah. and I can get uh, get God's perspective on the situation. So quickly, quickly turn to the Lord for reminders or promises. Quickly yeah. do what we've we've talked about much already. And I think uh, also later in that or earlier in that Psalm one eighteen five and six it says, uh, "I called on the Lord in distress. The Lord answered me and set me in a broad place." The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? That's important. That's important yeah. truth, and that exactly that yeah. sets you up. Like, okay, let's go. You know, yeah. and that that right there is speaking truth into the seed early to prevent changes to the identity. Right. That's yes. Setting these as the go tos, yep. and and then speaking it to others because that's kind of the question that goes along with is what can we do to prevent the seed of hurt. Yeah, from taking root all the way down to the identity. Yeah, you know? that's true. Reminding ourselves of truth. Reminding, okay, I can mm-hmm. call on the Lord. He's a strong tower. Yeah, He will answer me. Uh, he's on my side. Yeah, I will not fear. What yeah. can man do to me? Yeah, you're just you're em- emboldening yourself and your yeah. faith to stand mm-hmm. strong in the face mm-hmm. of whatever the wound is that comes Absolutely. your way in the lines of the enemy. And then, uh, then what we must do is is speak truth to ourselves. Over the emotion and the hurt, uh, don't let that wound sprout. Don't let it get its root yeah. down in your heart. Um, Psalm one hundred three reminds us of this. It says, "Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities? Who heals all your diseases? Who redeems your life from destruction? Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies? Who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles? You just over and over. I'm going to yeah. remind myself of some things yeah. here, and I'm going to I'm going to cast that seed on out of this soil. It's not yeah. going to have a chance to take root in my exactly. heart. So, you know, I, I was even thinking about the story of the woman who. The New Testament says she had an issue of blood, mm-hmm. and she'd had it for an extended period of time, a long time, and it was difficult, and she didn't know what to do. The Bible says she had gone to doctors, and they couldn't find hope and answers for her either. But it says that mm-hmm. uh, that this went on for 12 years, and she finally decided, I'm going to go see Jesus. I heard about this one Jesus who can heal. And the Bible says that she came from behind and touched the hem of his garment. That is beautiful in and of itself. She received her healing. What it says next, though, is is the part that sometimes people forget. She said, for she, or the Bible says about her, she said to herself, if only I may touch his garment, I shall be made well. This is what drove her to go see him because she said to herself. She spoke truth. (laughs) <laughs> to herself wow. over the wound, yeah. over the pain. Wow. She said, if only I may touch him, I shall be made well. I've got to get to Jesus. Yeah. He'll make me well. Wow. That is faith that speaks yeah. truth it's over so the wound, over the yeah. hurt, over the loss. And that is what drove her. And that is what Jesus yeah. sensed <laughs> when he when she touched him. She, he turned and said, who touched me? Yeah. In the midst of so many others who were touching, 
him that day yeah. in a crowd. Mm-hmm. He recognized someone here has faith at a different yeah. level. Filled with so much faith. Wow. And so this is where healing comes so in. Good. It's, it's good, it's good so truth good. for us. That yeah. this is how you this is how you deal with the seed early before it mm-hmm. sprouts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So So then this last question right here, it says, How can we encourage others to listen to the Lord and what he is doing in the seed? Yeah. Right. So sometimes it's not us, it's someone we love yeah. who's hurting. Yeah. You know, maybe it's a spouse, it's a child, mm-hmm. a friend, a family member, and we know they have been hurt oh. and they've been yeah. wounded by something. And maybe you can see it and, and say, wow, I see that behavior. Yes. And I can tell that's not just a behavior issue, yep. but there's something deeper. There's there. something deeper. And when that happens, this is where we have a responsibility as, as believers to help one another uh, to process that moment. So here's what I'd say uh, based on Scripture, uh, what we should do in that moment. Again, whether this is your spouse, whether it's one of your children, or a family <coughs> member or a church member, number one, pray for them. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is God who does the healing in someone's heart. And he alone can touch and heal there. So we pray for them. And God, God hears that prayer mm-hmm. because he wants to, he wants to move and he loves to hear us pray for other people. So pray for them. Then the second thing, if you're with them, help them in this process of healing. Mm-hmm. Be be good at asking questions yeah. and being patient That's and huge. letting them yeah. express themselves. Um, I, in the past have wrestled with, you know, someone come and tell me their issue and I'm, I'm quick, like, okay, well, here's what the Bible says you need to do about that. You know, I'm yeah. going to jump right on into yeah. it. And like, no, there is, there is power in letting us all speak and express what we're walking through. Yeah. And then us listening in that moment to hear what God, um, needs to do in their life or how uh, hear hear him speak to us about what to say in this moment yeah and listen for Huge. what he's saying to them and then to be so careful that we are sensitive to them in that moment yeah. um, the Bible has this interesting very tender picture that it, it, it says about Jesus it says um, a bruised reed he will not break. So you get this picture of uh, people walking by, and there's, you know, reeds uh, along the the wayside, and they've been hit, and they've been bumped, and they've been knocked over. But Jesus comes along, and he sees one that's bruised, and he's very careful and tender oh, with the bruised and the hurting in our life. Really good. And so we should be that way as well. If you know yeah. someone is bruised and they're hurting. It's not a moment to condemn. It's a moment to be tender and to be careful and to listen and to not talk down. And then as you've listened, as they've poured out their heart, and as you sense they are now ready to receive help, then you can do for them what you already know to do for yourself. You speak truth. You remind them of how much Jesus loves them. You help them see Jesus walking into that space with them. 
You help them see Jesus' arms outstretched for them. You help them see Jesus taking their pain in, and you help them see Jesus giving them a new name. This is now us getting to be the hand and the feet and the mm-hmm. mouth uh, of, of God to mm-hmm. these people to speak truth and, and to be hands that are mm-hmm. tender with them. And then healing can happen. Yeah. But it, it, we must be sensitive in that process. Yeah. And I just think, you know, that this is so important for, for people in the church as a whole mm-hmm. and knowing other church members. Yep. But I think it's most applicable and you, you're going to have the most opportunities in your marriage. Yep. And in your parenting. <clears throat> yep. And your relationship with your siblings and your yep. own parents. Yep. I think that's, that's where you're going to see a lot of this occurring as you have lived life for a long time with these people, right? You know, not nothing against other church members. Right. You may have done yeah. life with a long for them for a long time. Yep. But uh, I think just to be very real and then being patient mm-hmm. is just such a huge one because, mm-hmm. like we've been saying, this is going to take a long time. Yeah. And so, same for you know, in a relationship, if it takes you a long time personally to work through this whole process mm-hmm. of working bitterness out of your life. Mm-hmm. I mean, how much more as you're trying to help someone else in this process. Yep. So I just think that that's huge. Yeah. Lots of understanding mm-hmm. uh, is very helpful. It, it becomes what helps heal. In fact, you know, this, this is, this is a process. Healing happens in process mm-hmm. and the process is the healing. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. What you learn in the process is what heals you in the process. So um, I was reading a book recently about healing like this, emotional, physical, spiritual healing. And uh, in the book, they point out this passage that I have read. I can't tell you how many times I must've read this passage in my lifetime. Proverbs chapter four. I went the whole probably decade of my life. I was reading um, a chapter of Proverbs every day related to that day. So if it was, you know, August 4th, I'm reading Proverbs four. Wow. So yeah, not too many times I've read it. A couple times, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I read it again in this context, and it just hit me so differently. I want to I want to close with this today. Um, Proverbs four verses twenty through twenty three. It says, "My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes." Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Here, Scripture just beautifully ties together again. When there's health and life in our spirit, it leads to health and life in other parts, so much so that it goes all the way to our flesh, our physical being. Yeah. So he says, here are the things you do. You you give attention to God's word, more so than your own words, more yeah. so than the things that you think, more so than the things that you feel, more so than the, the words that yeah. have been spoken to you. Give attention to his words and incline your ear to those. Listen to them. Listen yeah. to what he says. Don't listen to the wound. Don't listen to the accusations. Don't listen to the, the things that were done to you. And he says, don't let them depart from your eyes. Keep your eyes on these things. And... Keep them in the midst of your heart. 
keep them at the core. Keep them all the way down in that place that is who you are and what you believe. This is what leads to health. So beautiful passage reminder for us today. So uh, mm-hmm. I appreciate the questions that have been yeah. sent. And they're real. They're genuine. Yep. And we are seeing genuine and real life change happen in people mm-hmm. here at Vertical. And stories are to come. hope you'll be um, uh, in tune with our YouTube and yep. Spotify and all of that because more stories are to come of, of people that experience deep wounds in their life, experience struggles emotionally, mentally, behaviorally, and physically. But as God began to restore and they yielded and opened their heart to let him into those places, healing began to happen. And in time, they experienced it at every level of their life. So, um, great topic today, great so questions. Grateful for y'all listening in and uh, feel free to share, pass along to someone else so that they might find healing and hope in Jesus Christ, that they might truly be free and free indeed, as Jesus said. And um, we'll, uh, we'll keep lifting them up and living them out here.